from San Diego, California. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun. And scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about why it's time to turn your eyes skyward and look up to what's ahead in your marriage. And one of the great philosophers of our time, I want to share a quote with you from Snoopy. So uh, coming to you from Charles Schultz via Snoopy, he said, keep looking up. That's the secret of life. Good old Snoopy. Good old Snoopy and Woodstock. I mean, really, you know, what else is there to say? We could almost end the show right now, except that we've got so much great content. We're not going to. And for those of you that are just joining us, welcome mm-hmm. to your first ever One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're so happy to have you here. And for those of you that have been around for a long, long time, you know we love having you turn up and tune in each and every week. And this week, got a very special hug for you. And for those of you that are new, we start the shows with a hug. These are your way to share what's gone on in your life, how One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted you. And this one came from a, a wife and mother, and she said, I just want to thank you all for the episode on being prepared. And uh, if you want to go back and check that out, that's episode 267. She said, we just had our first baby this year, and although many of the things that you discussed in your episode had been on our minds, we just needed a bit of a push to get the ball rolling. I printed off your list and filled out many of the items and put it all in a binder. I've put together another binder with all of our important documents, birth certificates, social security cards, medical power of attorney. We don't have a will, but we're going to take care of it in August before my husband and I go on our first vacation without our little one. Before I continue here, I just want to say kudos to you for scheduling your first vacation without your child in the first year of your baby's life. Yeah, that's awesome. Like what a way to put your marriage first Mm -hmm. and to really focus on your marriage. She adds this one little tip that I think will be helpful for everyone in the one family. She says, one thing I'm going to add to my binders is a current photo of each family member along with a list of identifying features in case one of us were to go missing. Also, one thing that you all had mentioned was a system to keep all of your passwords, and we do that in a Microsoft Excel, and we've saved it to a flash drive that we keep it in a safe. Mm-hmm. Although I think we were pretty well prepared before having our son, having a kid certainly requires a different level of planning, and, had we, and we had not put all of these things in place yet. So thank you for the list and a reminder of how important it is to be prepared. I have so much more peace knowing that if something bad happens, my family will not have the added stress of disorganized files. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we're out. So for those of you that are wondering about this list that she's talking about, if you go to episode 267, we did put together a list of you know things that you need to have in place mm-hmm. to be prepared. So you can go to, over to that episode to catch uh, to get that list. And just a heads up, because at uh, during that show, we asked for, you know, what are some password vault, you know, apps um, or even programs. We ended up going with Keeper. Um, one of the guys, and I can't remember his name right if off You recommended Keeper to us. Thank you. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> Keepersecurity.com. Um, one of the guys is in the, he's one of the developers and touched base with me on Twitter jumped off checked it out and uh we've loved it so we signed up we have a yearly subscription to it it's our password management so that's something to check out for those of you who are looking you know there's there's many out there believe me other folks mentioned some other ones and this one just seemed to jive with us so 
I think the big thing is with any of things like this, get the one that jives with you the best, that works for you the best, and go for it. I mean, the biggest thing is move do forward. It. Just do it because we were slacking and we noticed that, you know what? There's way too much going on in our brains with all these passwords. Forget this. Let's just let's just get it done and keep our work for us. So so Tony opened the show saying, you know, let's talk about looking looking skyward and looking into what's ahead in our marriage. And this really came up over the last couple of days. We were at an empowerment conference here in San Diego, C3 Empower. Um, just for any of you that are in the San Diego area or are looking to strengthen your relationships, I would definitely recommend checking this out for 2016. Yeah. Uh, we have already signed up. We're going to be back there. Mm-hmm. And... We'll be talking about it, I'm sure, many times over the next year because it had such a profound impact on our marriage and how you know where we're looking, right? And and it really hit home to me this morning as I was out for my morning walk, and you know I'm noticing I said I, mean, I must have seen like five different hummingbirds, and you know here where we are in San Diego, there's tons of rabbits that are just like all you know you would think it was like rabbit season, um, but the clouds were it was just a beautiful day, and I got to thinking you know how often. Do I walk around with my head down? Like one foot in front of the other, not really, you know, paying attention to what's going on. Just like, you know, I got like head down, got, you know, blinders on, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta check off the to-do list, gotta, you know, get the kid here, gotta get this kid there, gotta get this book written, gotta do this, gotta do that. And ignoring, maybe even go so far as to say neglecting the relationships with the people in my life because I'm so focused in my own Alisa bubble. Yeah. And you know, when we, when Alisa brought this up to me and, and it really started resonating with me as well, because I began to think about a couple instances in my life. Um, one of them was when I hiked the Pacific crest trail. So when I hiked from Mexico to Canada and you know, there are so many times on that 138 day journey when I would catch myself just looking down at the trail because you want to know where you're going because you know you don't want to trip up you don't want to hit a rock and you know go toppling over and yet there are those times when I just realized I need to start looking up I need to see what's around me even when we were in a dense forest there's beauty in that mm. and I'll tell you man there are many a times when I would catch myself and just look up and go oh my gosh look where I'm at look at the glory, look at the beauty that is all around me. And another instance where this happens a ton for me as well is when I'm cycling, head down, head looking at my my onboard computer, which is just like a little cat eye, you know, just telling me my speed and my distance. And, and I'll get so focused just looking down that a way that I've combated that one is that I'll just take my, you know, if, we're, if I'm on a flat and I'm just sort of strolling along and it's nice, I'll, I'll take my hands off the handlebars and I'll just, I'll sit up straight you know, and I'll just work my legs and, and I, but I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking up, I'm looking at what's ahead. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when Elisa brought this up to me, those were two instances in my life personally where, you know, I do catch myself looking down and I do need to look up. Well, and I think, you know, the point that that really hits home as you even bring that up there is that, you know, so many of us are living in our own little bubbles you know, with heads down, only focused on what we've got going on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's, what's happening to me? What's going on at work? What do I have to deal with? Me, I, I, me, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, and I think a lot of times we sometimes forget that we're in marriage with another person, mm-hmm. right? Like I didn't marry you to be focused singularly on myself. 
there was a time when we were, we were like that. Yes. Right, right. I'm not saying there hasn't, there haven't been seasons right. where that's happened, but that wasn't the intent no. of getting married. And so when we're, when we're so singularly focused on ourselves and we're so self-focused that, you know, our marriages are impacted, our children, you know, for those of you that have kids are impacted, your community is being impacted by this self-focus. And I'm going to go so far as to say, you need to, you've, stop seeing the needs of others and what's going on in the larger community. And that community could just be your spouse, but you're so focused on yourself. And you know, I got to tell you guys, this is a problem in marriages all over. People are not looking up plain and simple. You're not. And I will tell you, I can read it in the first two lines of an email that comes in and it's heartbreaking because many of you have spouses who are like, I just wish, I just wish that he or she could see me, mm-hmm. right? Marriage, like I said, it wasn't designed to be a me-focused relationship. You could yeah. do that on your own. I think what you said there was just, was so beautiful that I wish that my spouse would just see me. Mm. And truly, when Elisa said that, it just, it, it sort of knocked me back a little bit because I think about that and you may be looking up, you may be looking at your spouse, but are you really looking at them? Are you really setting your eyes upon them? Or are you just looking through them to just sort of get your point across? Are you just looking through them so you can get to your end result? Or even the next thing, Yeah, you know, the next thing on your to-do list, the next, you know, we've all been in those situations where you meet someone and you you look at them and they're basically like scanning the room to see who else is there. You know, I've, I've had that happen. I network a lot and I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm right here. Like I probably have something valuable to say. And if not, just excuse yourself. You don't have to look past me. But here's the thing. The design of marriage was that the two who came together as one would be better and stronger as that unified front than they would ever be on their own. Now, that's not to say that Tony is not uniquely gifted and doesn't have things that he should absolutely focus on. Like somebody asked me the other day, they're like, do you ever go cycling with Tony? Are you crazy? Not in a million years. That is his thing. And I want him to be good at it. And I want it to be his, his place away from me. And I want it, you know, goodness gracious. No, I do not cycle with my husband. You know, and there are things. <laughs> she, she sounds so gracious when she says it like that, isn't it? But it goes both ways, believe me. It, that is something that we have discussed many a times over our marriage. And that's just one of those things that it's mine. It's all, it is. It's, it's truly one of those things that it's, it's mine. And, um, and that's okay. It's okay. We've done hiking. We do walking. We do other stuff together. You know, and, and it is important. And just as a side note, this isn't really the topic here, but if your spouse has something that allows them to come back to you, rejuvenated, refreshed, allow them to do it not to excess like we don't ever want you guys to do things to excess so that it takes away from the marriage but if they've got a hobby or something they enjoy doing don't make it be a big deal in your marriage you should both have things separate from each other that fill you up that was just a side note but going back to this whole idea of two being better than one the focus on each other instead of the focus on self being self-focused looking only at yourself, you know, not being able to see your spouse, like really see them, not just like, oh yeah, like you're standing right in front of me. It it causes your marriage to get in a stuck place. It causes resentment Mm -hmm. 
in the marriage. Some of you may not even be aware of this right now, but you haven't really seen your spouse for so long because you've been so self-focused that the resentment is just building up and building up. It may be the silent treatment that lasts a little bit longer. It may be the less frequent sex. It may be the sharper words. I'm telling you, spending a little time actually looking up and looking at your spouse would fix a lot of that. It would because being self-focused, I mean, the first part of that self, which is kind of like the first part of the word selfish. Self-focus is a very selfish place to be. And honestly, would you want to be married to that person that I just described? And for most of you, the answer is probably no. You wouldn't want to be married to yourself when you're acting like that. So stop acting like that so that it doesn't become an issue in your marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so let's go into this whole idea of looking skyward. Uh, I just want to say one thing. There, there's a photo that I've seen and that we've, we've posted, I think, over, over the years. And it's just this awesome picture and it's it's like me and it has the sort of like the what, what's what, what's the perforated the perforated sort of like um border okay on it and so it says me and it says cut and turn over cut in you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so and when, when you, you flip it over it says we yes yeah okay There's something okay. that just caught me we should try and find that picture mm-hmm <laughs> That'd be the royal we. <laughs> every once in a while, everyone, you can tell by the way he said, mm-hmm. I was like, um, it's not that important, honey. I don't need to find that picture. But let, let's talk about this idea of looking skyward. And, you know, with that, like I said, the first thing that you have to do is you have to look up. You have to stop and look up. And, and, and I want to encourage you to realize that your spouse is a God-given gift to you right? And if God's going to give you a gift, probably not a good idea to take it for granted. I'm just going to put it out there. Now, you know, true confessions, there have been times when I have taken Tony for granted. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. The thing is, you got to correct the behavior and you got to correct it every time it happens. Because when you continue down a path too long of taking your spouse for granted, of thinking it's all about me and not about we, then eventually they're going to get tired of being part of the we because there's nothing in it for them. Right. There's no companionship. There's no relationship. There's no doing things together because it's all about you. There's no emotional connection. There's no sexual connection. Absolutely not. And so if your spouse is a God-given gift, it might be a good idea to be thankful for that gift, to actually thank God for your spouse and continue to pray for your spouse. Guys, one of the best things that we can do is to look up is to start praying for our spouses. I found that picture. The royal we. <laughs> so <laughs> it says so it says me how to build a lasting relationship. One, cut on dotted line, two, rotate 180 degrees. So the M has like a little cutaway dotted line. And so when you turn that 180 degrees, not flip it over like I said, you get we. There, there you go. go. There you go. So going back to praying for your spouse. Yes. After the segue. Uh but pray uh, for I had them. to find it. No, that's good. Pray for them. Yeah, yeah. Pray for what they've got going on in their lives. Pray for the, the challenges they've got going on. Pray for your marriage. Okay. Thank God for your spouse. And maybe, maybe if you're feeling really bold, go so far as to ask God 
to show you how to be a better husband or wife. Yeah. It's a bold prayer. And it's the one that usually gets answered. Um, that whole self, those self-correction prayers, I will just say, they, they typically get answered quickly and not in the way that you want. Yeah. Because it requires you to do some work on yourself. And I would say in that, be thankful in all circumstances. You know, where you are now, be thankful. You're here. You're, you're listening. You're, you're going, whoa, I just caught something there. Like, I see something that I didn't see 10, 15 minutes ago. So be thankful in all those circumstances to know that you can reconnect with your spouse today. You, you can. Absolutely. It, it, it's not like this is like a big ordeal where you, you got to contact, you know, a bunch of people on your team or, you know, all these folks and, and, and get things situated and figure out this and that. No. Right here, right now, where you are in the circumstance you're in, if you're just head down and you haven't looked up in a while, it's time to just turn your head up. You know, look up, see your spouse right there. Mm -hmm. Make a decision that, you know what? Like Elisa just said, I'm going to start praying and never stop praying for him. And I'm going to pray in all circumstances, no matter what's going on right now in my life. So I've got you guys looking up. We got you guys looking up to God in prayer and thanksgiving and all the circumstances that your spouse, you and your spouse and your marriage are facing. The next thing you have to do is you have to look out. Mm Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, you have to look out at the people around you. Mm. First and foremost, you have to look at your spouse. You have to see what they're going through. You have to see how you can meet their needs. Right? And, you know, one very, very, this is like, I'm going to give you a marriage one-on-one tip here. Guys, if you don't know how to meet your spouse's needs, very, like, this is going to be the secret for the day. Ask them what their needs are. How can I serve you better? What can I do? Now, here's, here's a killer phrase. What can I do to make your day better or easier or flow better? Whatever. I don't care what word you use at the end. What can I do today to make your day whatever? And then whatever they say, if it's bring home the milk, if it's um, watch the kids so I can go out, if it's if you could get my clothes to the dry cleaners, whatever it is, just do it. And here's, here's the whole thing about serving. When you serve unconditionally, that's when it impacts the other person. When it's not, well, yeah, I'll take your clothes to the dry cleaner, but then you've got to do this for me. Or I'm going to keep score in the back of my head because the next time I need something, I'm going to remind you that I took, that I picked up the milk on my way home. And I'm going to be like, well, I did that for you two weeks ago. No. That's what I'm talking about. When you're trying to change the forward motion of your marriage, it's about unconditional love and service, right? Mm -hmm. When we start putting conditions on our spouses, we're not growing our marriage. And and something you have to think about too is like, you got to speak it and get into it and start, you know, looking up before it's too late. Please. This, this is this is no kidding and i mean in any area of your marriage right now i mean we don't know where you're at you know wherever you're at wherever there may be just sort of a, a hiccup or a hindrance or something's just blocking you guys from getting back on that same page where you were 
three months ago, six months ago, nine months ago. But but you got to say it. You got to bring it up to your spouse before it's too late. Believe me, folks, we get so many emails where it's just like nothing. I, 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 maybe I said something, but there's no response. Maybe I said something, but there's no response. You know, sometimes there's, there's, they're, they're not saying anything and, and they they come and they share with us. It's like, we've been married 15 years. We've been married 10. We've been married 20. We haven't said anything. It's just a complete drift. And at that point in time, it may be too late. So don't let it be too late. Start talking, start opening up, start sharing. And for those of you who are going, Tony, I get it, but that's hard. Like, how do I do that? I'm not that kind of person. Like, I don't, I don't share my feelings or I don't share what's happening in my life. Or I don't know what to say or to ask. We have a great resource. It's called Connect Like You Did When You First Met. And you can get it at connectlikeyoudid.com. And there are 101 proven questions for couples to ask and answer. And for those of you who are sort of hesitant to ask or answering those questions, just look at it. Think through it. Because sometimes I think what ends up happening, people will say, well, I don't answer these questions. Because you feel like you're on the spot. And you're, you're like, oh, what do I say? How do I say it? I don't want to turn you. It, it may be one of those exercises where you guys, instead of just speaking it to each other, if that's you, you know, you guys just go, hey, here's one question. Just write down your answer and I'm going to write down my answer. Because it gives you time to think through it. This isn't, a, this isn't a, an exercise to be deer in the headlights. This is an exercise so that you guys are saying stuff before it's too late. Uh, I think Elisa just picked up the book and wants to. I, did, I was just going to share a, a question with you guys, this is actually, um, so one of the things we did, obviously the book's called 101 Questions. Um, but we actually, because we had so many questions, we threw in bonus questions mm-hmm. just to give you guys even more material. And yeah, so, f- 50 bonus questions. We got a little wordy. It oh. happens sometimes. But we couldn't, we couldn't cut any of them out. So we thought, well, you know what? Bonus is better than, you know, just hitting right at 101. So, you know, here's one of the questions. And I want you to, th- I want you to think in your head, if I, if my spouse asked me this, how would I answer and what impact would my answer have on them? That's a, that looking up mentality, right? Cause here's the question. In what ways am I the ideal spouse for you? And so when you, you know, you think about that question, you think about, you know, like if you were answering, if they asked you and they said, well, you know, in what ways am I the ideal spouse for you? And if you were able to say, you know, things like, well, you're generous. You're kind. You're a great provider. You you meet my needs. You know whatever it is. I mean, think of think of the emotional connection that would be kindled by having a discussion. Like Tony said, maybe you start by writing writing down your answers, and then you know, kind of like doing the slide across the table thing. You know, I, I don't know how you would do it. And you know, one of the things I do want to say with this book in particular, only do like one question a day. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't show this to your spouse and say, yeah, I just bought this book that has 101 proven questions for couples. Cause if you guys haven't talked for a while, if you haven't looked up, um, that's going to be the, are you kidding me face? There's no way I'm sitting down answering 101 questions with you. And that's when you say just one, babe, just one. And if your spouse is reluctant, hand them the book and say, you pick. I will answer any question in this book and you get to pick the question because then guess what? You've given them control. You've given, you've also told them 
And here, here's a really special part of this. You've told them that you're going to look outward. You're going to look up and look out and answer their question. Mm-hmm. Some of you have spouses that have been waiting a really, really long time for you to be in that place with them. And because of that, they are so desperate for you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the, the other part of this looking outward, obviously we need you to look out and we need you to look at your spouses because they're desperate for you. But I will tell you, in addition to that, that's, that's the number one priority. But there are children, for those of you that have kids in your home, that are watching every interaction the two of you have to learn how they are going to operate in their own marriages. Mm-hmm. You have to be the example for your grandkids and your great grandkids. You have to model what a marriage looks like when you push through the challenges, when things aren't easy and you find a way back to each other. You have to be that example and you also have to be the example to your community. Our world needs your marriage to be strong. Each and every one of you listening to this show, our world needs your marriages to be strong because it impacts the community so substantially. And I want to just share with you a story of how this has happened in the one community. There is, um, there's a family in the one community. They have been around with us for a a number of years, probably Mm -hmm. almost since the beginning, I think, or maybe a year or two in. Yeah. And they, they've worked through a lot in their marriage. You know, they would be the first to tell you we don't have the perfect marriage, but they've started looking up and looking out and they realize that in their community, they needed to start impacting, positively impacting the marriages around them. So what did they do? They said, you know, we're going to start a small group using the One Extraordinary Marriage resources, the books and the podcast. That's what we're going to do because like we can all listen, you know, and part of the way they've done it is they've chosen certain podcasts that they felt would really impact their community. And so like they listen to the podcast, the whole group listens to the podcast and then they discuss it the following week. So it's kind of like, you know, a small group study where the work's already done for you. You're just leading conversation and they're doing it. They're making a change in their community. Why? Because they stopped looking down at what was just going on in their own little bubble. And they said, you know what? We can do something here. There are people hurting around us. There are people who are stuck in their bubbles who think that they're the only ones that have stuff going on, who think that they're the only ones. I don't even know why I'm getting emotional on this right now. Who think that they're the only ones that are dealing with the crap that they're dealing with. And they've just said, you know what? We can do something. We can can impact the people around us. We Mm -hmm. can make marriages stronger. And you guys have got to know from the bottom of our hearts, that is the biggest prayer that we have for each and every one of you, that you would take one little nugget from the show, from the books, from coaching calls, from whatever it is, and use that to make your marriage stronger. Mm -hmm. That, That is the prayer. That is our mission you know, we've been at these conferences and people are like, what are you doing? We're like, we're on a mission to change marriage and change the perception of marriage and to strengthen marriages around the world. That is our mission. That's why we are here. That's why we get behind these microphones every week. That's why we pour into all the content that we give you guys. That's why we pour into your lives each and every week is because you matter. Your marriage matters. And sometimes we get lost, right? Our, our heads are down and we get lost. We lose our way. You know, and today is your day to look up, you know, maybe you need to bring a flashlight with you, 
Maybe you need to, you know, maybe you need to turn on that light in the darkness. It's time to, to look up. And when you look up and you get outside, you know, your house sometimes and look at the stars and look at all that's out there, you get to see something that's truly amazing. You get to see that this world that we live in, it's huge. It's massive. And it's amazing to see that because we can make a difference though in our own home, you know? And sometimes I think we, we get lost and we think we're everything and it's all about me. But when we step outside and we look up at those stars and we just go, wow, wow, there's a lot more out there than I ever thought. We can come back inside and we can pour back into our ourselves, right? And we can pour back into our spouses. We can look at them. We can look up and say, hey, you know what? I've neglected you. I've been, I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I've been, you know, I haven't spent time with you because of this. This is what's been going on in my world. And I haven't, to- I haven't shared it with you. I haven't told you about it. And now I need to, now I need to, you know, just speak up and share what's been going on and honey or whatever you want to call whatever you call your spouse, whatever their, their nickname is, nugget, whatever you call them. Hey, I'm going to start looking up again. Start looking up. Because when I look up, I see you. And I see the covenant that I made with you. And that is something that means more to me than looking down and only seeing my feet. So go out there this week. Go out there, folks. Go look up. Look at your spouse. Stop looking down. Stop looking at all the the stuff that you might bump into. Why not look up? Bump into your spouse. Go have fun with them. And... When you do, both of you can look up together and start forging forward to something that you both don't even know what's ahead of you. Mm. But that's a good thing because together you look up and you protect each other. You take care of each other and you move forward together. You guys go out there this week. We love you guys. Make a difference in yourself, in your marriage, in your community. Go after it. Go after it, guys. We love you. Have a great, great week.